0: Back to your favorite pick me up. This is the second full episode, and today we are going to be talking about confrontation and how to have difficult conversations. And there is going to be some mishaps that I've had in my life with these kinds of conversations, and how I used to be a lot more non confrontational. And I feel like people describe themselves as like a confrontational person or a non-confrontational person. But I actually think it's good to just be a confrontational person because confronting issues head on often can eliminate things that are festering under the surface. And things that are festering under the surface can just cause distance between two people and eventually you just like don't see each other and the relationship can fizzle out like obviously that's an extreme that doesn't always happen but confronting things head-on is very mature in my opinion if you do it like in not a mean way and you approach it correctly and it just helps you have transparency and honesty in your relationships which makes them stronger and I've just lately been dealing with a little bit of this because of some like family conflicts that I'll get into and so I've been thinking about a lot what I want to say about this topic and I'm definitely going to go over some mishaps that I've had in the past in my life that have been due to me not confronting things and just you know things happen and you move on So, we're going to talk about, you know, my mistakes as well. And before I get into that, I just wanted to give you guys some life updates. So, I think it's been like a week and a half since my last episode I recorded right before Christmas. So, right now, it is January 2nd, and we just celebrated the new year. So, happy 2022. This year, I did actually something really fun and different. Um, I guess it wasn't super fun, but I normally make, like, one or two resolutions, and I just, like, have them in my head. I, like, don't know why. I'm just not a person who writes things down that often. But I'm trying to feel like that's, like, a better thing to do, because then you, like, actually can remember what's going on. So, anyways, I, with my brother wrote down 10 goals that I have for the new year. And even if I don't accomplish them all, I feel like it's just good to have a reflection of things that you want to improve on in your life. And it can feel intimidating, like, oh my God, 10 goals. But it's also like, if you accomplish three of those goals, like, that's great. And when you only make two resolutions, It's like more likely that you're not going to complete any because they're probably like bigger resolutions, which is like what I did before. Instead of doing like 10 more manageable things where maybe I'll realistically complete four or five, that's still like four or five improvements. And I just feel like it makes you feel better when you can like check things off. And so I guess one thing I'll say that I'm continuing from last year is that last year, My friend Vince told me that he normally has a book goal for how many books to finish in a year. And I told him I wanted to do that for 2021. And he said, okay, like, what would be realistic for you? Because I'm doing 20, I think he said. I was like, okay, maybe I'll do 10. And so I sat down with my brother and I listed out and I've read eight books so far in 2021. Or I guess 2021 is over. So I read eight books in 2021. And I made my goal to read, so 8 out of 10 was my goal. And then my new goal is to read 15 books and 5 of them to be nonfiction. So I upped the ante just because I like shooting for the stars. Like even if I don't reach 15, I'll probably reach like 12 because that's just who I am. I have to get like at least close to the goal. So then I'll read a little bit more than my 8. Um, from last year hopefully which I'm really excited about because I feel like I don't know starting books and not finishing them is definitely something that I do like I get really into it I'm like oh my god like this book's so good it's like halfway and then I just like forget about it and like get caught up and so I'm gonna try actively to not do that and then one other resolution I guess I'll talk about is that I want to work on budgeting my money and spending it a little bit less I don't want to say recklessly but just kind of carelessly just being more aware of what I'm spending my money on because I'm starting my full-time job in July I think and like I don't know my official start date but I'm assuming it's gonna be around July and I really want to have like a system in place of budgeting and being realistic with my money before I start so that way when I start making more money I don't just start having a system then and I feel like that would make me behind so I'm gonna start now and I think I'm just gonna get an app on my phone that tracks like my finances and what I spend the most on I'm kind of nervous not gonna lie to see what I actually spend money on because it's probably just like I don't know Starbucks like it's not I don't I don't even want to know Trader Joe's (laughs) that's okay I feel like it's it's gonna be a good thing it's gonna be a new journey and I'll definitely update you guys on how that has been going um just because I've never really had to manage like a bi-weekly income that has been like going on for more than a summer internship period just because I haven't worked full-time more than like three or four months. So it's definitely going to be a big change and I want to be prepared for that. Okay. And then my other life to update is that I went to Florida for the new year and that's where I was making these goals. I had a really relaxing trip, which I'm super happy about because it is kind of hard for me to relax a lot of times. You know, the last episode, 10 best ways to chill out. I recorded that right before my trip to Florida. So it was good to employ some of those methods. I definitely did a unplugged, a few unplugged workouts where I ran with my mom and we just kind of relaxed by the pool. I read a lot. Um, I read Normal People by Sally Rooney, which I thought was really good. I know it's not, like, the most earth-shattering book ever, but I feel like it just tells a really good tale of human relationships, and it's very realistic about things that happen, how people are on and off, and how the dynamic of relationships can change so quickly with just, like, a moment, and I feel like that's a really cool thing to, like, unpack and think about, and that's what that made me think of um, in that book, and I'm reading right now It Ends With Us. Um, by Colleen Hoover, which is, like, definitely a TikTok book recommendation, but it's so good. I, like, can't put it down. I'm almost done. I was just reading it for, like, an hour and a half, so I will update you guys with what I think, but the girl's, like, 24 living in Boston, and I'm 23 and gonna move to Boston when I'm 24, so I feel like it's just really cool content, but anyways, we had a really nice trip in Florida. I just sat by the beach and we didn't really see anyone just because of the cold COVID situation besides, you know, my family and my cousins, uh, that were there. I had three cousins, three boy cousins there. And then my brother's sister, my other sister stayed home and then my parents. So we had quite a crew and also my grandfather. So we didn't see anyone really besides ourselves. And we did have a little bit of drama about, you know, it's really hard picking, dinner for 11 people every night like just if you don't have a reservation and so there was a little bit of like uh oh, not everyone's gonna like their food at dinner and it was just kind of like a crazy thing some nights and I know everyone is like a little bit different and picky and I don't eat seafood so that was definitely not helping the situation but I did have a really really amazing time and I feel re- really like recharged um and I'm going to try to tackle the rest of my goals, which I can mention. Maybe maybe I'll mention like one at each episode because I don't want to bore you guys with all of them right now. But my rose for this past week was that I got to go paddleboarding with my brother. It was really just, I don't know, it was like an exhilarating moment just because normally I go paddleboarding in the lake because I'm from Michigan, you know, Great Lakes, that kind of thing. And it was in the ocean and we went really far out, like I think we just went 40 minutes straight and we were going really fast, like out into the middle of the ocean. And there was this little island that we just docked the paddle boards at and we were just kind of like having fun and we left our phones and everything like on the shore. So it was just really nice to disconnect and just like we talked the entire paddle board ride there and back and we just had like a whole journey. And I jumped in the ocean while we were paddleboarding and I looked for dolphins, of course, which I did see two packs of dolphins. I was so happy, but I didn't see them on the paddleboarding. But it was just really nice to, you know, have more than a few minutes to catch up with my brother. Like we just had such a long conversation on the paddleboard ride and it was beautiful weather. And so I'm like getting taken back to it right now. (laughs) I don't know if you can tell that, but that was really nice. Um, anyways, the thorn for this week, I don't know. I think this happens to everyone and it's totally normal, but I did just want to say it because I was feeling a little down uh, about my body this week after all the Christmas and holiday food, that whole thing. We just like went out to dinner a bunch of nights in a row too, which I feel like doesn't make my body feel as great even though like I love going out to dinner and I love food so much, I just feel like after four days of going out in a row and you're like getting dessert every night, it's like you just feel kind of gross. And I feel like I don't even know if that reflected in my outside of my body, but just on the inside, I felt gross and I felt like bloated. And I think I was just getting down about myself about that. And that's just like sad because that's not what vacation is about like there's no one on the beach like looking at me like oh my god like she might have gained two pounds over Christmas season like no one cares no one notices that thing and like I can say that now but I know in the moment I was just like really doing some negative self-talk but in reality there's not really a need to stress about just a few things and that's just like how the holiday season goes And I am trying to remember that being healthy is more about how you feel versus how you look. So sometimes I can definitely get those kind of intertwined. Um, I felt really, really full one night and I was really upset. And so the next night I got a salad and then I felt like way better because I just wasn't as like stuffed. And I think it doesn't have to be about like, oh my God, get a salad because it's healthier. Like sometimes I just need to get a salad because it makes my body feel better and it's not anything about like a burger is a bad food to eat. I just think, like, having a balance between some nights having burgers, some nights having salads is, like, definitely a good thing. And you don't have to go extreme, like, salad every night when you start to feel bad about your body. I just feel like you need to, like, slowly make small changes and that's something I'm going to try to work on also. And something I've struggled with for many years that I'm sure I will talk about more on the podcast, but that's just my thoughts on that. And... I'm going to try going forward to be a little nicer to myself. So, yeah. Uh, My good news for this week. (laughs) This is actually funny because I don't even know. Like, I know this is accurate because I did click on the articles that they cited to make sure that these articles were factual. But I'm just laughing because, (laughs) like, there's been so much mixed science published. So, basically... I read an article that said the best news of 2021 is that coffee is incredibly good for you, which is amazing because I don't know if you guys know, but I definitely have a coffee addiction and I just feel like coffee is such a social thing too. Like I just love being like getting my morning coffee and talking to in my house or getting my morning coffee on like a run with my friends and just like chatting about the night before and just like or catching up with someone and grabbing coffee, grabbing coffee and going on a walk. Like it's kind of just like ingrained in my social life. And I also just love like a cappuccino. Like I love a, a flat white. I love a latte. I love black. I'm kind of just love everything and depending on my mood. So it's kind of just reflective of like, you know, what I'm feeling that day. And so thank God they're saying that's good for you because it's definitely an addict of mine. But these people are like, make your new year's resolution to drink more coffee. Like, that's really funny. I just feel like people try to drink less coffee because like, definitely makes you jittery and stuff. But that was just funny. Um, but apparently I'll tell you guys the tea. Um, drinking coffee reduces your risk of chronic liver disease by 21%. So people were 20 coffee drinkers were 21% less likely to develop chronic liver disease so good for your liver, and they were 20% less likely to develop chronic or fatty liver disease and 49% less likely to die from chronic liver disease than non-coffee drinkers. And I thought this was interesting because I know these studies are cross-sectional, which means like they are surveying people at one time and they're not like following them. Um, They're not like okay, this person drinks two, this person drinks zero. We're going to follow them over years and then control for everything, which is a more accurate type of study. Like it's prospective, so it's more accurate than just like at one time saying how many on average cups of coffee do you drink and you're not following them over time. So without the time component, it kind of gets a little crazy because there are a lot of things to control for. Like coffee drinkers might have a personality that's different from non-coffee drinkers, which makes them less likely to do unhealthy things. And they're addicted to coffee instead of being addicted to, you know, some illegal substances. So that might make them less likely to develop chronic liver disease. It's not actually the coffee. So that's why they try to control for those things and controlling for them means like they only compare people who have the same socioeconomic status, the same race or ethnicity, the same, you know, use of drugs, that kind of thing. So they do try to control for those things, Um, but it's definitely good to take these results with a grain of salt. I will say, because it's not a prospective study. It's not a randomized controlled trial. So you can't be sure that the coffee drinkers were fundamentally different from the non-coffee drinkers just because they drank coffee. I hope that made sense. But anyways, the second thing they said was drinking coffee reduces your risk of heart failure, um, which is... Great. The Journal of American Heart Association posted that. And then the third thing is drink drinking coffee. I'm, I'm the most excited about this because this terrifies me. Um, drinking coffee reduces your risk of Alzheimer's, which is a very scary disease. And they said that those who drank either two or three cups of coffee a day, three to five cups of tea a day, or a combination of four to six cups of coffee and tea, had a 28% lower risk of dementia so maybe it just, like, wakes your brain up or something, but that is so, so amazing. Like, I think being sharp for my whole life is a goal of mine, and I do really, really want to, um, do everything that I can for my health and my longevity, so even though I have to take this with a grain of salt, I'm just gonna take it as a dub for me and continue to drink coffee. My boyfriend told me that his, New Year's resolution, or one of them, is to drink less coffee. And I was like, can't relate. <laughs> but I'm going to try to help him instead of encourage him to drink more coffee. Anyways, um, I'll move on to our creative of the week. So this one You guys might guess this one because I feel like everyone's been talking about her, but it is Betty White, who sadly passed away this week. Um, She was 99, and she was about to turn 100 in, I think, like, literally two weeks, and so that's crazy. Um, I have been reading things about her this week because I did know, like, her famous iconic roles, but I haven't really, like, researched into her personality. I just always thought she was so cute. Like, she is actually... Or was, like, the cutest person ever. I don't think she looks a day over 80, which is crazy because she was 19 years older than that. Anyways, she's just um, cute. That's all I really knew about her. And I knew about her, like, roles. But a lot of her advice on life that she's been asked about throughout the years involved remaining positive and she was a self-proclaimed optimist, which made made me like her even more. She just always talked about looking on the bright side of things, working hard because she said, you know, people don't take actors seriously, but it is a hard business and you need to know your stuff. That's what she was saying, which I think is, you know, that's important. And she thought that complaining about little things was a waste of time. I will add, I think it's also a waste of energy. And I think that there is no, it's no coincidence that she lived so long because having a mindset that's positive and you know, thinking about things that are actually important in life can lead to longevity. So I think that's awesome. I liked her even more after reading about that. And she also did a lot for animals. And she once said, like, I want to retire, but like what I need money for my animals, like for my foundations. And like she won a award from the Jane Goodall Association, which I think is awesome too. So anyways, that was really inspiring just like reading about her life. And obviously it's sad that she passed, but you know, remembering her legacy is really important. Um she was apparently turned away in high school for being unphotogenic um for several plays, which I think is crazy because she's beautiful. Uh but she continued with her passion and she just kept working on it and eventually she had a few game shows. And then she was on the Mary Tyler Moore show, I know, and then Golden Girls for years. And then obviously, like most people know, like Saturday Night Live, she was a really funny host on there. My favorite role of hers is definitely, I mean, I'm younger, so I'm sure people are like, what, like her favorite role is like her iconic roles, like in the past, but her most recent role that I know of is in The Proposal which is a movie with Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds, and it's, like, one of my favorite rom-coms of all time. Like, it is so funny. And she is the grandma of Ryan Reynolds, and she's just so cute, and, like, she's, like, raunchy and, like, kind of crazy. Like, there's a scene in the woods where she's, like, dancing, and it's just hilarious. But anyways, if you guys haven't watched that, you should definitely watch that. And I just think... That she's definitely an inspiring person, and I'm gonna try to remember her and her legacy this week. So I think that concludes like my weekly segments, and I'm gonna try to get into now my experiences with confrontation and hard conversations. So I'm first gonna give you guys a little story about um, a couple years ago or I guess like a lot of years ago now when I was in high school and then another story more recently about two times that I was feeling at confronting people and these are things that I honestly like I don't I don't like to have regrets in life but in a way I do regret not confronting these things which I didn't really know what I know now about it and what I've been trying to be more mature with but yeah, I'll just get into the stories. So I used to just be generally more avoidant of things. Like I think in high school, if I had a conflict with my friends where they did something that upset me, I would just let it slip under the rug and not confront people head on. And I really tried my best to not be passive aggressive with them, but I would just like literally be upset at people for a few weeks and holding my own grudge within my own self and just not say anything about it and then just eventually I would get over it like at like a couple months or something I would get over it and they didn't even know that I was like mad at them because I was just like in my own head like oh my god they're so annoying like why did I do that why didn't I just like I was literally mad at people and just decided I was just gonna keep it inside and then eventually I was like okay it's fine but it also like leads to like a slight bit of resentment for people if you don't address issues that are bothering you and I never want to harbor those emotions towards people that I care about and my friends and so in high school I was really hurt so an example of this yes um I was really hurt because all my friends decided not to sit with me at prom like they didn't even tell me that they all plan to have a prom table together and I would be on my own to find out who to sit with. And I know this is like dumb drama, but at the time I was like so hurt. Like I literally go to the prom ticket table and they're like, uh, what table do you want? I'm like, Oh, like where are my friends sitting? Like I was just like trying to see like, cause they had a whole seating chart like laid out at the table. So I didn't even know if I was like buying them at that point, but I just wanted to like look at the tables and I was wondering why no one like talked to me about prompt tables and then I just look and they're all at a table without me and I guess there wasn't room but like that was never communicated to me and it was just hurtful but I never said anything and I don't think I think this might have been because like I don't even know why they did that or decided not to communicate for me with me about it because I didn't address it because I just kept it inside and then I was upset with them for so long and I feel like I kind of like distanced myself From them for a while. And I definitely could have handled that situation so much better. Like, I was holding a grudge against them, and like, but like, who knows what it could have been? They could have been like not even thinking. I don't know. Like, it just would have been better to talk it out. And like, that would have ironed out so many like pent up emotions that I had. From now on, I'm trying to be better about ironing things out in a mature way and actually having those conversations. And it is hard for me to admit this story because. I don't think that I'm proud of my actions, you know. I I should have cared more about our friendship and not about my pride and how I was hurt and I should have been able to convey that. So I do want to get like vulnerable with this podcast at times because I think it's important in you guys feeling like you're not alone and I'm sure everyone has done this. So it's definitely really normal, but since that happened I have been trying to improve and I do have my thoughts on how confrontation has gone well for me and how it has gone poorly you know probably most of these are over the last year but over the last few years I have tried to confront things more and so I'm going to talk about them uh, but I think some confrontations that are common with people are a confrontation with a friend when you're upset about something they've done, which is, like, the two examples that I gave where I didn't confront, but I probably should have. And then there's a confrontation when you're concerned about someone in your life, explaining something to, like, your parents and confronting them about an issue you have, breaking up with someone, telling someone how you feel, um, you know, admitting you're wrong, that kind of confrontation, um, is what I kind of want to touch on today. And I'm sure there's more examples, but that's just some of the things that are, I think, super common in life. So it's definitely good to discuss like best practices and when to have the conversation, when to confront someone, when to keep your mouth shut. So I'll first start with when you should confront and when you shouldn't, just because I feel like this whole episode, I've been kind of saying you should always confront, but that's something not true. So I think the, the the times when you should confront are when something is weighing on you like those two situations that I just explained were clearly weighing on me for you know a good amount of time and I feel like that is one thing so if you don't care about it enough to confront it and you can just sweep it under under the rug there's no need to create that drama but if it is weighing on you yes you should confront it and if you want to preserve your relationship with this person is another reason. So if it's both weighing on you, on you and you want to preserve your relationship, then I think confronting it is better. And if you don't want to preserve your relationship, I would just, you know, cut your losses, ignore it. Because at that point, it's okay. You know, it's okay to move on. If you aren't going to preserve your relationship, because that, I feel like those kind of I guess, closure conversations is what I'm thinking of where you aren't really preserving your relationship with this person. You're just like, you're broken up and you're having conversation after conversation about closure. It's like, you're not preserving this relationship and the person, whatever they're going to say, isn't going to like satisfy normally your closure and you need to get closure within yourself. So if you aren't preserving the relationship or getting back together, there's just really no need to have that conversation but if those things are true confrontation is a good thing clears the air you know eliminates a lot of passive aggression between friends and many times even little things weigh on you and you know maybe it's petty but things bottle up inside even little things and even in like literally something small like can you stop eating my mac and cheese like I'm literally want my mac and cheese like for a roommate and you confront them about it like it's hard. It's hard to be honest with people and it's easier to just go in your room and just be mad in your own head about it. But I think it's more productive and it helps everyone in the long run if you are honest. So my general tips would be that the conversation should normally ideally happen in person or over the phone where you have a plan of action so in-person conversations just are so much more productive or over the phone than text. Like, you guys know. Things just get misconstrued, so that's pretty self-explanatory. Have a plan of action. I don't think, like, don't write a script, but I think just write out your thoughts. Even if you're not going to, like, follow your notes, just writing out what you feel and, like, obviously for the mac and cheese, like, you don't need to write out your feelings, but if it's something bigger, definitely write out and flush out what you want to get across to this person. Tell them you support them and care about them before you start this conversation. So after you write out your thoughts, I, when I start the conversation, I would want to be like one-on-one, um, have an even tone, tell them I supported them. Say, I support you. I care about you so much. Like, this is why I'm saying this before you go into the issue because hitting up the issue head on is a little hard and people might feel like they're being attacked. So just be like, hey, like, I love you so much, but I just need to, like, get this out, and, like, I don't want you to be offended, but then you say it. And I think trying not to get too emotional is also good. Like, obviously, some conversations, you can't help it, but sometimes when you get emotional, you say things you don't mean, so try to get practical and follow your general plan. And if the conversation starts going really poorly, I would say pick it up another time. Like, don't, don't let it get too crazy yelling, that kind of thing. Like if it starts to escalate, just say, let's pick this up another time. It's okay. Like, I do not want to escalate. Let's cool off because the last thing you want is to start a confrontation and end with, and like your confrontation, the goal is to, to iron out something and to have a greater relationship with this person. And then it ends with your relationship basically being like torn and ending. So you definitely want to exit the conversation for another time, if it starts going that way, um, I'm gonna go through generally some examples of a couple confrontations I've had, and what came out of them, um, and I what what I think worked well. And these are confrontations I actually had, not like me chickening out, which I mentioned before, in those other two um, situations. So first, I thought of some roommate situations. Um, these normally aren't a huge deal, but for somehow they seem like a big deal. Somehow, like eating someone's mac and cheese seems like a big deal, and you don't want to say anything. But really, it's not. It's not a huge thing. You can just be like, "Hey, um, next time would would you just ask me uh, about the mac and cheese? Like, I do care about you and like our friendship, and I don't want to like offend you in any way. But I just feel like if we have more open and honest, like just ask me first. I'm totally fine with you taking it. And they'll be like, Oh my God, no, totally. I'm sorry about that. And then you'll be fine. Or like, I'll give an uh, like actual example from my life. Um, we had a seven person house in college and we had this drama where our friends were Venmo requesting us or our roommates for things that they didn't really exactly clarify how much they would cost. And we had kind of talked about getting stuff, like, for a party, for example, but to just receive a random Venmo and you don't know even what they bought, I feel like that's, like, not it. So I did. I said something. I said, hey, God, just next time, I'm not upset, like, I'm going to complete your Venmo just next time. Can we clarify the cost before you guys buy it and, like, what exactly you're buying? Because I would rather, like, know than receive these random Venmos." And they were like, yeah, totally. And that was fine. And there was another time um, where we had to stop sharing alcohol with my roommates because um, one or a couple people would drink so much more than the rest and we were kind of pooling up the money and we were like, we had like just a little bit and they had like three bottles of wine and we we're paying for all their alcohol because we were splitting it evenly and Even that was kind of a hard, awkward conversation to have, but after we stopped splitting the alcohol and they understood, like, where we were coming from, it was fine. We had... Things went smoothly and no one was upset. And I think just approaching those situations without, like, too much emotion or being... Like, don't express that you're super hurt about it or make a super big deal. Just be like, hey, guys, like, I don't think sharing alcohol is going to work anymore because I don't think we're all doing the same. And if we could just do it separately from now on, I feel like that's just easier. And then they would be like, hopefully they'll just be like, okay, like it's not a huge deal. You don't need to make it a huge deal, even though it might seem like one. And my brother actually said, this might help with roommates, that him and his roommates in college had a weekly meeting where they would kind of iron out anything each other needed to talk about. And they all just got out their confrontations with each other. They were all like, hey, man, I see you haven't been cleaning this week. Like, or <laughs> I don't know. I'm just making that up. But I think that's actually a good idea. If you want to do that with your roommates where you have a designated time, if you feel like you don't want to just come out of the blue, like, hey, like Susie just got home. Want to talk to you about this. If you have a designated time, it might be easier. So yeah. Um, Another thing I thought of was a school or work situation. So I think for these kind of confrontations, you want to go in as early as possible. So for example, if you're having a problem with a coworker, I would want to talk to someone about it as early as possible and be professional and avoid emotions in these situations. Just because it's a work situation, you do want to remain professional. And if someone hurts you or speaks to you poorly, Confronting the situation with HR or your boss is definitely a hard thing to do, but before it happens again or gets worse, it is important to tackle it head-on. And I know it can feel easier to just put these things off, but if something happens once, it's likely to happen again, and it's likely to get worse. And then you feel awkward because then you have to explain about two other times, and maybe you don't seem as credible because why didn't you bring it up the other times? So this is like annoying situation because maybe these situations like work or school are normally pretty uncomfortable. Like talking to a teacher being like, Hey, like this other teacher actually hasn't been speaking to me nicely or has been like super rude to me as my advisor, for example. And you have to tell like your teacher's boss about that. Like that's not an easy conversation and tackling it head on when the issue starts is way better than letting it get super bad or for a work situation if you need to miss. So this actually happened to me. Um, I had to miss a Friday this summer because I was going on a weekend trip. And so I told them as soon as I knew. I knew like a couple weeks in advance. I said, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm going to miss this Friday. I know I didn't tell you guys about it, but it is a really important weekend trip. I need to get my Cypriot passport. I was going to DC and this is the only time that they had, like, I'm so sorry. And they were like a little bit like you should have told us earlier, but they were appreciative that I told them right as soon as I knew. Because when you let it get like two days before and you're like, I have to miss Friday. Like that's really, really bad. And I did that in my first job ever. And I just didn't show up because I was just felt too awkward to explain to them that I had to miss. And then I almost got fired. So not a vibe. (laughs) Please tell them, tell them, tell them before. That's, That's a lot smarter. Anyways. Okay. So another situation would be if you are a concerned friend. So I would express support first, as I mentioned before, and then express your concern. Like if they haven't been taking care of themselves, if they need help, you want to express like, you understand where they're coming from and you don't want to come from a place of judgment at all like you want to be as non-judgmental as possible just because if someone feels like they're being judged they're going to react defensively and be upset with you and i feel like these are hard because as much as you can you're concerned about your friend it's also just like so hard to not seem like you're judging their actions because maybe they just don't see themselves and they're doing like going out every night like Getting crazy, and you're like, I just want to like do like a check and see if you're okay. And you don't want to seem like, oh, you're not okay with their new lifestyle. You just want to see like what's up. And so I just think towing that line is definitely difficult. And I want to acknowledge that. But saying something is in those cases, normally a good friend, a thing to do like as a good friend. And if your friend feels like, I don't need your help, like I'm doing okay, like they say that, you say, okay, like. I wouldn't push it, you know, because at some point it is their life and it's not your life, and so getting too too involved in that isn't really okay. But sometimes when you express that concern, they will come and be like, "I'm so happy you said something." Like I had a friend in college who I was concerned about, and I had a conversation with her, and I was like, "Do you want me to help you? Like, do you want me to go to like psychological services with you?" And she was like, "Yeah, like I would love that," and so I did, and. I was there for her and I'm happy that I confronted the issue because I don't know if she had the strength at that time to, like, get her own help on her own. And I was very happy that I confronted her. So I feel like even though it will suck in the beginning to have that conversation, it is just a concerned friend thing to do. And I do want to do a whole episode on a situation where you don't like your friend's boyfriend, which I feel like could be a concerned friend conversation. Um, but I'm not sure in all situations, if you should say something, I'm kind of still grappling with my advice for that. So I'll save that for another time. But I think that can definitely be another situation that this happens where you want to express concern for your friend. And I definitely think you should confront if your friend is like in a seriously, um, toxic relationship. So that I would express your support and tell them you're there for them and you're not judging them and you just want to make sure they're okay. So definitely just come at that situation with a lot of empathy and, you know, considerate behavior. And then lastly, actually, I think I have two more. One more is a confrontation with your significant other. So I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like a lot of times I've had to confront my significant other about them making fun of something or something serious that they took lightly, and I get offended by things easily. And I think that's why that's this is the situation for me, because I act so confident sometimes, but I know that inside I'm so sensitive. Like even with my friends, like when when people say things, it, I just take them to heart for no reason, and it's not really a them problem. It's often a me problem, and. So I think saying something is hard for me because I seem kind of, not crazy, but I seem a little bit nitpicky and they were just making a joke, but sometimes it does like really hurt me. So I have been, you know, making myself feel better when I confront the issue. And so, for example, I had to um, tell my previous boyfriend to stop making comments about like my religion because he would kind of just like brush it off and like be joking about it and I was like it's just something I take seriously and I don't really want you to make those comments anymore and he was like oh my god totally like it's okay like I didn't realize you were feeling that way and he felt like super bad and so I was like that was easy and now he's not gonna make those comments and now I don't have to harbor this like upsetness for him for months at a time so this is actually reminding me I feel like there's other other situations where I could have just like express myself better and I didn't. Wow. Okay. Thinking back. But anyways, I hope this made you guys reflect too. Um, I think the last thing I'll say is that this came, this whole confrontation and like having hard conversations, um, came about because my sister has made a decision that I think our family has been grappling with a little bit and we are all having hard conversations about the whole topic. And I did have a confrontation with her about it, and I told her how I felt, and I feel like it went okay, but I could have been a little bit more, you know, sympathetic to her situation and listening to her instead of reacting with more emotion. And I am emotionally invested because I care about her so much, and I feel like that's what happens in these conversations. Like, when you care about someone, your emotions just, like, flood and get in the way. And as much as I say these things are, like, easy, a lot of times they're not because you care so much and you don't want to ruin your relationship with this person. But you do want to foster, like, an honest, you know, closeness with that person. And I feel like at some point if you don't confront issues you just like drift away from that person and it gives you confidence in your relationship with someone when you do confront things head-on and you have you know this transparency within you two and so I am going to try to have more conversations with her and make this an issue that we both work through together which I think has been going pretty well so far and I'm very happy that I can recognize that I am not perfect in these conversations and it's not like one confrontation and you're done like if one time you didn't really get your point across and you only talked about it a little like that's okay like you can go back and readdress the issue and I hope like it's not the end of the world and the other person on the other side is understanding of you and if someone confronts you about something I would encourage you to think before you react and really digest what they're saying a lot of times our tendency is to respond to something without really even digesting what someone else is saying and really listening and absorbing what they say because you just want to like defend yourself and you just want to like do your gut reaction of oh my god like why are they saying this but like really just like listening to the other person I think that's what makes a a really good conversation and ultimately like a really good relationship and healthy relationship between two people so yeah I think that that's all I have for you guys today I hope you guys enjoyed this a lot I don't know why but this whole episode has made me feel like confrontation is like the best thing ever <laughs> even though a lot of times it like isn't but it really does just solve a lot of problems that you know fester underneath the surface and in 2022 I'm gonna try to be more upfront and honest and this has this podcast has been helping me you know stay with it and so next week I hopefully will have a guest for you guys because I don't know if you guys are just like sick of it just being me but I do love you know talking and I think this is just like a really fun thing I'm doing and I'm really excited to continue it weekly which is another you know resolution of mine to get this podcast up weekly so hopefully you guys can hold me to that and I'll talk to you next week hope you guys have a great week